say nutrition. Chewing, chewing the, fat. the fat. Not to be confused with gastro gaze, also chewing the fat. We're joined today by Fenton, who's on both of our knees. Unfortunately, not gastro gaze. So, Joe. Hopefully, this is like the fourth attempt at this <laughs> podcast. So, hopefully, this sound quality... Might be slightly more polished than yeah, usual, then. The sound quality is a little bit better. So, we are talking about wishy-washy goals. Yeah, shitty goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> why, simple things. This why early. solid goals are more important and are actually going to serve you to get to where you want to be. Yes. So, the issue that we see often is... I think there's a dog in the way of this microphone is that people begin their journey, they do quite well, and then they slacken off. And often, the reasoning we think is because they haven't done proper goal setting, or one of the reasons, one of many reasons. So people will come to us because they are in some kind of pain or discomfort or frustration with regards to how they look or they feel or anything like that that improved nutrition can help with. And then they make some improvements, they do quite well, and then that pain goes. So ultimately, they then lose their reason to continue, and then they don't. Or they, you know, they begin to plateau, they begin to struggle, more treats come in, more excuses come in, more um, inability to find a success. So people don't find the solutions, whereas before they would do, because they have that drive and they have that pain. And this is because of poor goal setting. Yeah, as Joe said, kind of like it's pain that starts people off. You can feel fine, but then when you start feeling uncomfortable and you getting to that kind of that pain of not wanting to have your picture taken or you know, having to shop in different places and not being able to wear what you want to wear. That's the pain that drives you to, you know, find a plan, do something about it, you know, join a gym, whatever you're gonna do. Can you finish creaking? Um but so if you are if you know if, if you feel like you're I used this example yesterday when we recorded this podcast before. <laughs> if you're like fourteen pounds overweight, so if you think you're a stone overweight, by the time you get to like seven pounds down the pain of being that stone overweight, it's not as bad. It's not such a driving force as it was before. So this is where kind of, you know, looking deeper into your goals, why they're important, and kind of setting these little benchmarks along the way, these little targets, and, you know, developing leverage, you know, some kind of reason or something bad that will happen, like we'll get rid of Fenton, we'll shave him, if you don't hit your goal. So these are kind of all part and important parts and large parts of goal setting and what we kind of, do with clients yeah we understand that people often don't want to look into these things because a they don't really see the merit of it so they don't see it as it being a good use of their time and also it can be uncomfortable for people and it's very different it's not something that yeah it's other accepted. services do you just kind of like what's your goal lose 10 pounds okay pay your money here yeah people won't even talk about it before at any point really because it's often people they buy a plan and if you follow the plan happy days if you don't follow the plan well that's your own fault because you didn't follow it yeah follow it well what if the plan you know that's the plan's fault isn't it really it's not your there's if if that if you 100 people buy a plan and only five of them follow it then is that 95 people's faults well partly that you know some blame has to go to those people for buying a plan that wasn't suitable but also the plan should adapt and ultimately that's what we're trying to do by by delving into these areas and trying to help people get to the root of it and I think the thing that you do see when people do good goal setting is you're looking for that kind of, uh, you know, the, the, Heart crusher. the chopping the onions moment where you kind of read it. And I, I read someone's today and read it out in the office because someone just said, you know, straight off the bat, we didn't even have to pry for it. They said, I feel disgusted with the way I look. You know, I want my daughter to see me as a role model and my husband to be proud of what I've achieved. There you go. 
that's something that's very bespoke to that lady. That's that's not lose weight, be more confident, feel a bit healthier. You know, ten pounds in ten days. The generic things that everyone always comes out with. That's the kind of thing that can really motivate someone when they've lost a few pounds or when they're having a rough day. That can help get them through. You know, if, imagine if you wrote that goal and the wishy-washy bullshit goal at the start. I want to lose some weight to be happy. Yeah. yeah, and then you you know you have a rough day and you come home and you read those two bits of paper. Which one's going to help you stay on plan? It's not going to be, oh, I'd like to be a bit more confident. That's so vague. You know, that's something that 99% of our people will come in looking for. So you need to think a bit deeper and ask, ask the whys. Why do you want this? And get to the specifics for you. It cannot be, I want to be more confident. Oh, no. <laughs> Fenton's got a bit of a, a, bit of a penchant for a <laughs> so plastic Bennett, bottle. Fenton just started chewing an empty plastic bottle. It's probably not the best thing for sound quality. Um, yeah, so another thing, as Joe kind of talked about there specificity you didn't want to say alluded to did you because you already said that word did I yeah um, it's got his thesaurus out here we go Ooh. it's not that sore oi <laughs> bit of blue right yeah specificity so it's not saying I want to lose a little bit of weight I want to feel more comfortable I want to be happier these are all kind of great goals but there's no way of measuring them your feelings are going to change day to day week to week you know, you might feel great one day and then the next day you try on something or, you know, you try on a certain size in a shop or someone says some kind of remark and that just absolutely crushes the kind of the way you feel. So feelings can't be judged. Losing some weight, is that 100 grams? Is that 100 pounds? You know, what are you going to be happy with? So being specific and having something that you can measure, uh, uber important for goal setting for me. Yes, when you've got kind of so you have the two sides to goal setting or one way of looking at it is through these two sides is push and pull motivators so we've mentioned that the push ones the ones that set you off you know your jeans being a bit tight or you're not being happy with what you see in the mirror and that's enough to get you started but it's very rarely enough to keep you going and you need to have a pull something that's going to get you through to the end so whether that be you know as James mentioned an end goal I mentioned yesterday on a podcast that's disappeared forever um, into obscurity that time frames work really well for me so if I know I've got 9 weeks 17 weeks 4 weeks ideally longer because you know the longer time frames because you're going to be able to achieve more you don't have to sacrifice everything at once then that's something that keeps me going because I know that I have 4 weeks left or 4 days left or whatever it may be to keep putting effort in and it's the same with having a specific end goal if you want to lose 14 pounds and you've only lost 7 then you haven't been successful yet you know, it's very clear that you haven't gotten to where you want to and it might help push you on a bit further, hopefully. Yeah, so kind of what Joe said there about having timeframes is really important as well. Or a great idea to have some kind of leverage for whatever your goal is. Because if I say, all right, I'm going away in two months, I'd really like to lose four pounds. If I don't lose that four pounds, then there's no, nothing really is going to happen. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing really different in my life. Whereas if I have, uh, say, an event, so say I sign up for a five k run or a tough mudder or something like that, something that's going to make me get out of bed and go for a run or make me do the work that I need to do, that's going to help me get to my four pound loss. Mm-hmm. Then that is going to be much more of a driver for me because if I don't go out and do the training, then it's going to show, and I'm not going to be able to do the tough mudder. Or I'm not going to be able to complete the five k or the 10k whatever it is that you decide is going to be your leverage so some kind of leverage some kind of reason for you doing this you know that's outside of just i want to do it 
that makes sense. Yeah, so it, I think it just depends on the individual, doesn't it? You've got to find... The, what... I mean, the best work we've done is when we've had like a photo shoot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I said that in a video earlier. Yeah, because the fact is, on whatever said date, you are going to take your top off and have your pictures taken. There's a comeuppance, isn't Yeah, there? whether you're you know ready or not, whether you've kind of fucked about for the last two months or every single weekend up until then. So it's on you, and that's always in the back of your mind. It's like, do I want this? Should I do this? I can't bother going to the gym. I really need to get my steps in. Those are the kind of things that just nudge you along and just think, well, do I want to be, not obviously saying everyone should take the top off, but do I want to be topless, get my picture taken when I know that I could have done more? Yeah, it's, and I'm going to feed it back, which I'll probably do constantly over the next few podcasts, to the personality typing stuff because oi, this oi. is quite interesting with regards to what kind of person you are and what works best for you. So you have internal and external pressures. So internal would be the pressures you put upon yourself and external would be the ones that other people, other people put upon you. And you have four personality types. So people who work well with both, people who work well with neither, or people who work well with one or the other. And ultimately that is really good at then deciding what's the best way to go forwards. So interestingly, myself and James are both the same personality types. We're both the same person. Yeah, we just keep putting on different voices. A bit like Fight Club. Apologies if you've not seen Fight We're Club. We're Siamese twins. <laughs> oh my God, that was a repulsive. <laughs> just 20 years older than me. Um, you've made me lose my point. That was premature. With your <laughs> stupidity. Um, so me and James are both upholders. So we both work well with internal pressure. So that's the pressure we put up on ourselves and external, which is why doing... I don't want to say a photo shoot together. Sounds a bit like a boudoir shot, doesn't it? But the what we the, the what we did together anyway. The photo shoot we did worked really well because we both had our own internal pressure. We both want to look good on these photos on this date. Perfect. But we also had external pressure, as in the other person was relying on the other one not to look like a sack of shit on, <laughs> on the photos for the business. So ultimately, if you work really well with the internal pressures, then you just need to do it on your own. If you work really well with external pressures, then do something that's gonna help other people. There's a lady I was speaking to today who was saying about running, and I said, how important you know, is it realistic for you to do this? And she said, I work with a boy with um, uh, some kind of disorder. I don't wanna say what it is in case I get it wrong or in case they don't want it discussing. Um, so I'm doing the run for him. Well, if you're an obliger and it works really well for you to have you know, external pressure in that sense, and that's brilliant because she obviously hasn't got the motivation to run off her own back, but doing it for someone else for something more important than that, then that's obviously motivated her. So it's just finding what kind of matches you and what's actually going to make you do it rather than just saying, I'm on Monday, I'm going to start doing this. It is a great one to do something like that. So like I say, if you're looking at leverage, if you're looking for or looking to do an event, then also do it for charity because that is one thing where you could wake up and say you've not trained properly for the Tough Mudder and then you just and it's raining or snowing and you're just like nah snooze but if you have you know collected money off people and you're doing this for a charity then again it's that outside bit of leverage it's that outside bit of accountability that's going to push you forward so I think yeah being super specific is a, a, again like I was coaching someone today so what are you going to do moving forward and they said I'm going to try to eat more veg, I'm gonna to try to do a bit more exercise, I'm gonna to try to drink some more water. What does that look like? Is eating more veg eating one more sprout per day? You know, or is it having, guaranteeing that you're gonna have two servings of veg per day? Is drinking more water, you know, having a shot of water, or is it hitting two liters? You know, 
is exercise are you classing that as doing the housework? A vigorous vacuuming. Which you shouldn't be classing as more exercise. Definitely activity, but that is another podcast for sure. <laughs> for another rant for another day. You know, so yeah, it, you need to be specific with the things that you are going to do because if I say I'm going to exercise three times a week and then I might go for a 10 minute walk and go, yeah, that's, I'm classing that as uh, an exercise session. So that's another one boxed, boxed off. When really in the back of my mind it was, I'm going to go to a CrossFit class or I'm going to go to a spin class or I'm going to do... Follow this set program. Yeah, a set program or 45 minutes of cardio. So be specific with kind of what you've got planned, what's going to be part of your plan. Be specific with your goals as to what you want to achieve. And there's just so many goals. You know, you don't just have to stick with the scales. It doesn't have to be all about weight loss. You know, I said in one of the other versions of this podcast that has been lost to the... I going to say, to my other co-worker. Like, eh? <laughs> Benton. You know, process-based goals are fantastic. So if you look at setting process-based goals that will take you to that weight loss because a lot of people get hung up on the scales we know that they're not you know super reliable they can go up and down depending on what you've eaten how your digestion is how much water you've drunk hormones all sorts of different issues so if you set your goal is i'm going to train three times every week this set these set workouts i'm going to hit this minimum score on my food or i'm going to eat you know three portions of veg or i'm only going to have two glasses of wine per week whatever it is that's the process that gets you to your goal or also another that's it Fenton get him get him get that podcast ghost um, are also you know ways that get you to your goal which ultimately is to become leaner and happier but without obsessing and tracking on the scales I think process goals are brilliant especially kind of around this time of year people are you know people try to diet at 12 months a year they're trying to lose weight they're trying to lose weight they're trying to lose weight it is not very realistic between you know the last well, the month of December to expect to lose more weight. So why don't you focus on getting stronger or getting fitter? Because one of the, the big things that we see, and I'll just kind of go off on a mini tangent for a second. Go, go, go. Shut up, uh, maybe, if you're lucky. Is the people who lose the most weight or the people who find it easiest to maintain, especially easiest to maintain, are the people who can burn a lot of energy. So people who have a lot of muscle, are very strong or very fit. So someone said it to, to us before, like how... How do you to maintain your weight? Well, it's not through perfect nutrition. That's for sure. Five days a year, yeah, without a doubt. It's because we both have a really big capacity to burn energy. So some of that will be genetic and some of it will also be because we put a lot of time and effort into the gym, tracking our training and being consistent with plans because this gives you so much more wiggle room to burn calories. There's a triathlete in the gym that we work in who is 75 kilos and he worked at his calories at 5,000 a day Yoink. because he can burn so much energy because he's so fit. You know, if he could only run a 5K and it took him 40 minutes, he's not going to, you know, his body just cannot burn through enough energy. So you, you know. Just to put that into perspective, I'm 106 between, 106 between 108 kilos, and that's twice the amount of calories that I take. Yeah, yeah. it's a fair amount more than I eat, enough that you would struggle to eat it in a day. So every now and then, especially around this time of year, you know, going towards the winter months, Focus on getting a bit stronger. It will pay dividends the next year. It will give you a bit of a break from dieting. It might just kind of put a bit more pep in your step rather than constantly thinking. But a lead in the old pencil. I'm not losing weight. But if your deadlift's going up and that's your goal, happy days. Yeah. Hmm. Tangent done. I think I think that's I think we're good. You happy? I think that serves for podcast numero dos. Dos dejos mes amigos. Pardon? Two fingers, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where they are. Chewing the fat. (laughs) Right. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back 
sometime soon, maybe with another microphone. <laughs> we'll see. Good night, God bless.